Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm ready. I'm ready. Like Spongebob. Oh my God, Mackenzie and I watched that the other day. Oh my God, you're always watching Spongebob. It's true. And we had an amazing time. We laughed the whole time. The movie? Yeah. The first one? The first one. The have you seen one. two and three? No, I haven't. <laughs> have you seen two? No. Oh my God, it's really good. Oh, see, everyone says that, but I get weaked out by the animation. The 3D. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, welcome. Hi. Hi, Maddie. Hi. <laughs> Maddie. <laughs> welcome to What the Fuck is Happening, the podcast. Yes, that's it. I was going to go into the whole, the RuPaul and I was well, like, RuPaul, no, wait, that's the, the wrong, wrong one. one. <laughs> Stupid. Bumhole. Um, no. Welcome. How are you? Good. How Good. are you? I'm fine. I drank last night for the first time in a while. And instead of a hangover, I have <laughs> diarrhea hangover. So I've pooped like 12 times today and it hurts. <laughs> oh, oh, now I feel bad for laughing. So that's, yeah. If you already don't drink, just keep don't drinking. I totally agree, to be honest. Yeah. Although I also mixed like three types of alcohol. So like, maybe it's on me. Yeah, that's your own problem then. (laughs) Your own fault. What types of alcohol did you mix? Um, I had an espresso martini to start. Stop. Oh God. (laughs) I feel attacked. Uh, No wonder you feel sick. Okay. Yeah. I had an espresso martini to start (laughs) and then I had a pink lemonade cocktail. Okay. Because. That sounds pretty fun. Gay. (laughs) Um, and then I had a half a bottle of wine with Meredith, which was four standards. So I figure all up, I probably had like six or seven standards, which for me is like a bender. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like that's, oh, it's a bit, that's a bit. Although we, when we were out, we were like, let's get a bottle of wine. We'll split it in half. So cute. So fun. How (laughs) fresh. And then it was $60. What? The bottle of wine. It was the cheapest bottle there. What the fuck? 59. And we Googled it to see how many cups we could get out of it. Right. It was $27. Online? On like from BWS. (laughs) And we were like, well, we're here and we've already had two cocktails. So we're tipsy. This sounds like a good idea. Markup is crazy. Crazy. That's crazy. And then, and then I was enjoying it it was a mediocre wine honestly it was not that good it was fine for 60 dollars for 59 dollars i don't know (laughs) i don't know about that one boys (laughs) although twice in one night i went to my first places where you scan the qr code and order at the table oh yeah Mm. where were they uh grilled okay in the winter garden interesting and felons at the wharf okay yeah huh I know. Anyway, that's that's a day in my life. Yeah, heck yeah. I know. I've been to the, the only place I've done that has the scan the code and order at the table mm-hmm. is the Harajuku Gyoza in the city. Love. 
yeah, which is delicious. I fucking love Harajuku guys. What can you even eat there? I don't well, know. they do vegetable um, dumplings. Yeah, and they have like fries. A, a really big um, array of tempura oh. and agadashi tofu and all that, and you can get all that sauce vegan. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough about Brisbane restaurants. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the city. In the city. <laughs> um, why, why, why was the elephant in the room this week? Um. Well, I want to say that it's where we're at my house again and not your house, but only the people who are on the YouTube can see that. Can see that. Yeah, yeah, no one else can tell. And most of our listeners are listeners. Exactly. So. Wow. 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 Deep. Our real elephant in the room this week is. Um, I'm not actually sure. <laughs> I don't really know either. Our elephant in the room this week is that I need to open my Red Bull, please. <laughs> okay. I'll have mine too. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Wow. We'll do oh cheers. God, Ready? Okay. ASMR. Wow. <laughs> that felt sexy. It kind of did. Cheers. Thank you. Gotta stick your pinky out like a fag. <laughs> oh, no. That's so yummy. <sighs> Delightful. Sugar-free Red Bull. The only sugar-free thing... That you can't taste the sugar free, and that's because it tastes so bad by itself. <laughs> so it tastes bad whether there's sugar in it or not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's funny. Although I will say, I had one on the way here straight after brushing my teeth. Oh my God. And stop. I nearly vomited in the car. Wow. Yeah, and I had two people in the car with me, so I was like, <laughs> just hold it in, Nicholas. Just swallow just it down. It <laughs> just swallow the vom. It's fine. Oh God. Speaking of, you know, I've only really been hungover once. Oh, yeah. And it was, I had a Christmas party. And then the next day we had to fly to Sydney and I was drunk on the plane and that was scary. Drunk on the plane? Hungover, sorry. Oh, okay. I was hungover on the plane. (laughs) Um, But that's the only time I've been really hungover. Like I've, you know, chucked a vom from drinking before. Multiple times, unfortunately. (laughs) But like... I was fine the next day. Wild. I feel like you get hangovers. I do. I don't ever get like um, headaches or anything like that. I oh. just get, no, I just get really sick. And so when, if I vomit during the night mm. from drinking, usually that will continue on for like <laughs> 15 hours. <laughs> yeah. My hangovers are like, I get so sick. I feel so sick. I vomit so much and they last for forever usually for way longer than i was actually drinking so that's why i don't drink because i'm like if i'm drinking i want to get drunk but if i get drunk it's all bad exactly yeah like really bad so if i don't get drunk drunk i have to be sober by the time i go to sleep exactly exactly sorry for the burp asmr um (laughs) i literally with drinking and stuff i've only ever vomited like once and then i stop I wish. But it is violent. It's fucking violent. (laughs) It looks like the fucking red wedding, but with woman. (laughs) So, like. (laughs) So, there's pros and cons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not to sound. I like rarely drink. (laughs) Yeah. Just to clarify. (laughs) Yeah, you hardly ever drink. You drink even less than I do. And I don't drink. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probs, probs, bobs. Probs. Cute. So, anyway, should anyway. we quickly um do some pop culture? Yep. And then pop, we can pop, pop, pop to the top. <laughs> slip and slide and ride that rhythm. 
<laughs> zip, zap, zap. I don't know. You got to make up pop culture though. You got to change oh. the words. Well, no. Well, fuck you. <laughs> Who am I? A rapper? Ninky Minjaj? <laughs> That's funny. I don't think so. <laughs> um, no. And then we'll do. We'll. You can do me because last week I okay. did you on the exactly. pod. Wow. You can and do it was me. So sexy. It was so hot. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I was so wet. <laughs> That's the funniest thing to me. What? Just like, I'm so wet. <laughs> okay, well, it usually sounds way sexier than what I'm so I'm so It's not even English anymore. Can you believe? <laughs> um, <laughs> God. Honestly, I feel like there's not that really much that happened this week, right? I didn't really have anything. I've got a few things purely like nothing that crazy. Ariana Grande got married. Oh, yeah, that was a bit crazy. That was crazy. <laughs> but she looked beauts. She did. Very much so. Mm. Very much so. Good honor. Great. Yep. Your reception looked cool. Or your wedding venue. I don't know. The things hanging from the ceiling were cute. In case you're listening, Ari. I mean, mostly I was just focused on her banging jawline, but that too, I guess. <laughs> Go off. Um cute have you listened to olivia rodrigo's album sour yet i would like to um yes i would like to um are you trying to say play the fifth yeah (laughs) 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 so something it's my right to remain silent wow you're a stupid slut yeah i can't believe you like (laughs) i don't know like it it automatically downloaded i I pre-ordered pre-saved the album Mm mm-hmm and so I have it on my phone. I just haven't really been in a mood this week to listen it's to new songs. It's been out two songs. weeks. Fine. I haven't really been in the mood for the last two weeks to listen to new songs. God. <laughs> it's brutal out here. It's iconic. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. It's really good. I believe it's, you. I, I've come across some new information. Because you know how when I did a mini review for you, I was like, it is a fantastic album. Mm. The songs are really good, mm-hmm. but it's a little one note tonally. Uh, not tonally, but... um. Thematically, yeah. Thematically. Okay. Because it's all kind of revengey breakup songs. Yeah. Which, you know, we love. But um, by the end of it, it's like, we get it. (laughs) Which inherently is a little misogynistic because men can write about pussy for an entire album and... I mean, I'd get a pussy about that personally, but... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, you mean the... Pussy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Anyway... Um, there's a couple of songs on there that break it up, so it isn't, it's, it's good. But yeah, it's a great album and there's like some bangers mm. and it's like half early 2000s punk pop rock. Love that. And half ballads. Yeah. Love a ballad. So it's very much in my wheelhouse. I agree. You know? Yeah. Um, but mm. the new information I've come across is okay. apparently there's little rumors, little roomies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that um, she's releasing a sister album called Sweet. So like Sweet and Sour. Oh. And that's about love songs. Oh. In which case, that together, would that would make sense. It would make sense. Right? That's kind of cute. I like that idea. I'll be a little disappointed now if she doesn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> we just nothing to do with her and just entirely to do with the fact that I like that idea. Yeah, it's one division all over again. Yeah, what Conspiracy is- theories. Yeah. Yeah, that mm-hmm. aren't going to come true. No. Um, And you know what else? Like, fucking the Taylor Swift stands, the Swifties. Yeah. 
I, I kind of Taylor Swift stan, but I'm not a Swifty. Do you yeah, get me? I do. Because you're mean. the same, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, every time she's trending on Twitter or whatever, which is like once a day, <laughs> I click on it and they're like, any money, the 1989 Taylor's version comes out on this exact date, which is in two weeks. And then it never happens. And I'm always disappointed. <laughs> I thought this was going to be about how the Swifties all hate Olivia Rodrigo oh. or something. No, 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 no. <laughs> women supporting women. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's infuriating because they get my hopes up and then... That's really fair. They do do that Get my hopes lot. up just to watch me crumble. You know? Yeah. It's really deep and dark. Yeah, I agree. I'm just not really sure that they're doing it specifically for you. To make but you. I'm the main character. <laughs> Of the world. Of everything. <laughs> Makes sense, of course. Mm-hmm. For sure. No, I'm with it. I understand what you're saying. And I'll be disappointed if sweet isn't a thing. Mm-hmm. And also, 1989 needs to come out soon. <laughs> Truly. Um, yeah. And, like, I hope that sweet comes out and it's, like, a pastel pink cover. Because just aesthetically, the pastel purple and pastel pink would, like, be perfect. That's all I'm saying. Olivia Rodrigo, hire me as your creative director. (laughs) You definitely should. He's very good at it. (laughs) Thanks, babe. Um, What? What else? Oh, nothing. I haven't been able to get good for you out of my head, though. Mm. Have you not listened to it much? Well, I hadn't listened to it much by my own, on my own, by Mm. myself. But it's on TikTok everywhere. Every second video as I scroll down my feed has good for you playing in the background so i know all the words Wild. i need to delete tiktok or something it's taking up too much of my time bitch same it's ridiculous i hate how much i'm on there same like i actively resent myself every time i open tiktok yeah and then two hours have gone by and i'm like wow what a great two hours especially when i tell myself it's just five minutes before bed and then yes it's like no literally six hours oh god it's terrible literally it's terrible yeah oh Oofy. Oofy. Oofy woofy. Oofy woofy. Anyway, um, ba doo ba doo You know? Mm. Um, <laughs> did you hear the news about Kim K? What? Her workers are suing her. Like, her house staff are suing her because they're saying that she didn't pay them properly and she was using them to avoid taxes or something. Stop! Yeah, and her Kim Drama. K's response. Kim K's response was literally like, "Well, they should really be taking that up and suing the um company that I hired you from." And I'm like, "This is all feeling very uncomfortable." I mean, I guess theoretically that's correct. If she did hire them through a company, it's not her fault that the company isn't paying them correctly. Unless it is. Well, it sounds like it was other sketchy stuff too. Taxons and, and, and things and stuffs. You know? I don't know. It would I guess. make. It, it, it depends on what's kind of going on there. Well, if the workers are suing her. Yeah. I can't imagine that they would go up against someone as rich as Kim K unless yeah. they had something. Proof or. Yeah. Or yeah. something direct. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. But then the other news with Kim K. Is it was revealed on the latest episode of Kardashians. Don't watch it. Just keep up with the news. <laughs> um, that they, um, the Kardashian, Kim's, Kim's house? Yeah, Kim's house was a COVID hotspot last year. What? Yeah. Right in the middle of it before vaccines and shit. Oh my God. 
Yeah, because one of her kids went to school, came back with COVID, gave it to everyone. So everyone just had COVID. Like, everyone. Like, all the Kardashians, you mean? Yeah, and their house and stuff. And their staff and all that. Oh, my God. So they had to stop filming for, like, two weeks. But, um, they kept that out of the press literally until now. That's wild. Because I feel like they would have even gotten even more shit at the time. Yeah. But, like, ugh. That's crazy. When people say, it's fine to go to school and... Yeah. For kids to go to school and socialize and shit because they can't be affected by COVID as much. And it's like, that's fine, but they can pass it on to fucking everyone else. Everyone. Yep. And the Oof. fact that teachers aren't included in frontline staff right now is Stop. so it's beyond rude. fucked. It's rude. That's There's a lot to process there. Yeah, sorry. The only, Would you like to respond? <laughs> the only news I'd heard about keeping up with the Kardashians in the past like week or so was that Kim failed her mini oh, bar yeah. exam. That yeah. was all I... Had to retake it. Wild. Mm. See, the I saw like the snippet of the ad, which was Kim being like, I studied for like 10 to 12 hours every day for six weeks. And it's I was like, like no, wow, that's commitment. I believed her oh. just because I do. And then it <sighs> turned out she failed. And I was like, oh, that's really awkward for her. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know if she got it, though. I don't know either. Because this would have been like end of last year, the show now. I got that oh. exact same ad, though. Mm. So I think mine was from following Chloe. Oh, I don't follow any of them because they piss me off. That's really fair. Overall, I like the Kardashians and I like being entertained by them. Yeah. But I can't follow them because it's all just fucking diarrhea tea ads and shit. It's really true. So like promotions. That's that's really accurate. The only one I flow flow. The only one I follow <laughs> is Chloe. And honestly, I really do need to unfollow her. Like I can't remember what I, I originally was following Kylie as well, but then she posted like five times a day, just pictures of herself. And I was like, this is just too much. I don't need to see five different versions of you every day. Iconic. So I unfollowed her. And Chloe doesn't post as much, which is why I've maintained it. Because she's mm. not in my face. She doesn't remind me that she exists yeah. as much. And so I don't feel the need to not look at her yeah, as often. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but I do need to unfollow her because you're right. Mm. Wig. I feel like Chloe used to be the most down to earth, and then it's true. Fame really changed her. Shit happened. No. <laughs> Wait, what was that other thing? We oh no, we talked about it last week. I was gonna say with Scott Disick, but yeah. that was well. We talked about that, didn't we? I don't think we talked about it the other week when Chloe got cancelled for getting her um a photo from a magazine taken down because it wasn't photoshopped to be make her skinnier. <laughs> that was that was wild. It was wild. That was really wild. The fact that she thought she could just recall it and not make a fuss in the media it's really true was a lot it was a lot and did she end up getting the photo taken down yeah wild everyone's already seen it anyway yeah the more she tried to get it taken down the more it spread Spread. just like nudes exactly and stds well you're not wrong and terrorist organizations (laughs) oh my god actually you're right there too (laughs) um wild okay well Mm. yeah the picture wasn't even that bad i'm not gonna lie the picture wasn't even that bad. Of Chloe. Yeah, no, obviously not. She's stunning. Yeah. And she's also fucking skinny. Yeah. With or without Photoshop. It's really true. But, and um, also that meme that went around immediately after that was like, why mm. is Chloe trying to get this picture taken down when this one exists? And it's that really, there's that picture of her from like 10 years ago where her hair's like everywhere. She's like dropped a coffee and it's like mid spill. It's so fucking funny. Iconic. Yeah. 
love it that's that's the chloe i relate to exactly <laughs> oh my god did you see it there's a tiktok going around and it's a teacher in primary school in america and her method to get um her kids to be quiet in class mm-hmm. is kids kids i drop my diamond earring in the water <laughs> And then the kid's response is, Kim, there's people that are dying. <laughs> That's so funny. It's so funny. That's, yeah, honestly, iconic. That is iconic. That was the moment that I was hooked on Kardashians like 10 years ago. That's a fun fact. Oh, the, with the, when she dropped her earring in the water. On the show. Because I used That's to secretly watch ago. the show at nighttime when my parents were asleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was the seasons where she was married to Chris Humphreys for like 72 days. Iconic. Um... And it was wild. And she dropped, yeah, I remember the trip. She dropped them. Um, <laughs> the one earring. And I was living. That's living. Wild. I remember the only time I've ever really watched it. And it's, I mean, I probably would watch it to be real. But the, the only time I've ever like sat down and actively watched it mm-hmm. was that day when we lived in Sanford. And I think we, we watched, watched like two full seasons. In one day. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah. Because we were sitting there dying our hair for like 12 hours. Exactly. And, of course, the funniest line ever, which I'm sure we talked about on the pod before. I'm sure we have. Can I get you anything? A A gun! gun. (laughs) Truly legendary. Sorry for your ears. Yeah. Wow. Truly legendary. Just really a drama llama. All that fucking scene at the ski chalet (laughs) when they're being mean and then Chris, like, takes her phone and throws it behind the couch. So Kim steals Chris's phone and takes it all the way upstairs and smashes it down oh the floor. Oh my god, that's hilarious. It's so funny. I don't remember that, but wow. And also the one where she's getting her car detailed and then Chloe's bitching about her and she can hear her through the door and then Kim walks in and she's like, don't be fucking rude! <laughs> yeah, that was funny too. Wow. Honestly, those early seasons, iconic. It's really true. I can 100% see why people, like, why the reality show lasted as long as it has. It's true. They're just terrible people and uh, it's yeah. hilarious and I, I don't know if i'd be able to watch the early seasons now knowing like caitlin jenner's an absolute monster yeah, fair. of a republican trash fucker yeah, um and scott's like low key predator and i yes. don't know if it's extremely ignorant of me or not Ooh. and I, I don't know if it's just like a personal preference that they have i just i i just don't know but so obviously mm-hmm a she a she caitlin are we talking about caitlin Caitlin, yeah yeah i'm talking about caitlin yeah so obviously identifies as a woman yeah whatever all of the kardashians wait the ones who kylie and kendall kylie and kendall still call her dad yeah is that like a personal choice or is that like a thing like what's the deal there that's a personal choice yeah i watched that season i was still i think i was still watching it in like 2013 14 or 15 when it was happening hmm. um and i think i watched the first season of caitlin's show yeah um and yeah it's just a personal choice she's okay with it so is it was it her personal choice caitlin's yeah like oh, well okay. yeah kendall and kylie and kim and stuff were like they had a discussion about it fair, fair. yeah fair. and that's that on that mm. cyst what else have i been doing i don't know but you gotta answer your questions we've only got half an hour left no, we don't. We've got longer than that because we got interrupted. Oh, I guess we did. But our food's going to be here at 2.45, so... Well, it's fine. Because we can... Pause. pause. <laughs> um. Anyway. Oh! Oh! You know what's exciting? What? I have been watching Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie's iconic 
reality TV show, The Simple Life. Mm-hmm. Is that old? Yes. And? I mean, like, old. In, in um, <laughs> what's the word? Relative terms. Relative terms to us, yeah. Well, when's it from? Like, 2003, I think. That's almost 20 years old. Yeah, but we're, I mean, I guess that's also we're old. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um... No, it's so fucking funny. Like, they're monsters, but, like, also really likable. Mm. Do you know the premise of the reality show? Not really. It's basically just they have to live a month on, on like, a rural farm with a... Iconic. With, like, a lower-class family, really. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. It's, like, like, the plot of every teen movie from that time that happened in reality. Literally. (laughs) Literally. And, um, they've had two jobs in two days and got fired from both of them. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> and the second one was at a fast food place and they had to put uh the le- you know how they've got the giant billboard sign things where they put the letters up to spell yeah. out the deals and stuff yeah. and they were like oh how can we rearrange this to make it filthy oh, no. i'm telling you what they uh oh, changed god. it to oh, is god. half price anal <laughs> salty wiener burgers <laughs> <laughs> and when i tell you i was dying I mean, I was dying. There's so much to unpack there as to why that's funny. I think <laughs> mostly because it's like, wow, that's the worst you have. But also like. It was so funny. That's so A salty wiener burger. Like that's hilarious. And then the manager came out and she was like stifling a laugh. But she then she was obviously like, y'all are idiots. You need to get it down now. We're going to lose customers. You're fired. <laughs> well, no. Oh, no. I'm going to punish you by putting you in the mascot suits iconic and making you stand outside iconic so they're standing outside the road flipping people off and then they run across the road into a shopping center oh my god anyway that's when they get fired <laughs> <laughs> that's when they get fired wow yeah how old were they then uh, please don't say like 25 22 stop basically oh our god. age a little bit younger yeah wow but there's like four seasons of it i think Iconic. Mm. Wow. Okay. Well, I definitely need to watch that. Yeah. There are only like nine episode seasons too, which is 20 minute episodes, nine episodes. That's a lot to handle. 20 minute, nine episodes? No, sorry. The actual TV show itself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what you were just talking about. Yeah. I was still thinking about that. <laughs> this is fair. Um. Anyway, it's iconic. All the memes hold up. And that's that on that. Um. <laughs> Speaking of Nicole Richie, though, I remember talking about her Quibi show last year. Yeah. That I loved. I don't feel like I ever remember who Nicole Richie is, but keep going. Oh, that's really embarrassing for you. Um, yeah, she had a Quibi show last year called Nikki Fresh, where she, it was like a satirical mockumentary where she was trying to become a rapper right. about organic vegetables. Yeah. Um, and I bring this up because Quibi, all of the Quibi content yeah. has a officially been rebranded as roku originals that's right and re-released yes i remember so if you this. missed any of the roku uh, any of the quibi quibi originals which everybody did and you live why. in america <laughs> yeah you can go watch it all free on roku sad we don't have roku we don't unfortunately because i would absolutely watch two fiction novels really what the none fuck? of them nicole yeah nikki fresh published works the truth about diamonds a novel Mm. <laughs> priceless a novel are they really fiction it's what it says mm. let's Sounds have like a look um, at them non they've got um they've got links the truth of, oh my god 
wait, stop. It's basically just her on the cover. It's literally her. Wait, I'm stealing your phone. Okay. Your writing is tiny. Well, it's because I can see. The novel tells the story of Chloe Parker, a woman in her early 20s who has been adopted at the age of seven by a music superstar and his wife, <laughs> and who now associates with Hollywood celebrities. <laughs> what had followed was a wild childhood distinguished by parties with movie stars and rock idols, run-ins with the press and the police, and a subsequent stint in rehab. There's more. <laughs> I have to read these. <laughs> <laughs> when Chloe shoots to instant fame as a spokesmodel for a national mm-hmm. ad campaign, her long lost birth father appears out of nowhere. Oh my God. Her best friend betrays her and she has to struggle to keep it all together. Oh her sobriety, God. her friendships and her integrity. Despite the betrayals oh. of those around her, ultimately Chloe comes spectacularly into her own, achieving stardom in her own right and finding true love. <sighs> Sorry, I was basic- speaking really fast to try and get it all out in the least amount of time. <laughs> I honestly feel like it's just a self-insert yeah, when fanfic. Nicole Richie, yeah, is basically being like, oh my God, it is so hard yeah. being a celebrity. Imagine if we struggled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Honestly, kudos. That's from 2005, that book that you just read. Oh, wig. She definitely did not write it then. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right in the middle of The Simple Life too. I feel like if she wrote it now, she would have written it. That's fair. But back then it was for sure a ghostwriter. Right? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, okay. Well, that is a lot to handle, and I have to read both of those books. Wee, 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 wee. Okay, on. so. Yes. Now is it time to learn more about Nicholas? It is, if you wish to interview me. Yeah, obviously. I don't know the questions, so give me a phone. Oh, <laughs> don't look at my notes, because they don't make sense. <sighs> also. Oh, yeah, talked about all the rest of those things. Did we see the plot thicken about. Half price anal. So Do we see the plot thicken about Tessa Thompson and stuff? That there was a fourth person there? Yes! The paparazzi cut out Tessa Thompson's boyfriend. <laughs> that makes it a million times better. Is that who it was? I yeah. thought it was just some random person. No, it was Tessa Thompson's boyfriend. That's so fucking funny. It's, why would they cut him out? I have no idea. That makes it so much more better. It's equality! It's really true. and I. But, you know, I think that this makes for a better story. For us all to be like, wow, it's three people. And for us all to now be like, wow, it's four people! True. <laughs> the reveal. Exactly. Mm. It's way more exciting. True. Anyway, that's hot. I mean, you are not wrong. I'm right. You are right. In fact, it is hot. And honestly, I love it for them. I love it too. The other news was Paddington 2. Stop. I don't want to no longer 100. <laughs> <laughs> no longer 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. It makes me angry. I think I literally sent you the screenshot of the article and was like, my condolences. <laughs> yeah. All I replied back with was in all capitals, boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's yeah, definitely sad. wrong. I haven't seen it, but sad. I mean, it's not even necessarily that it deserves to be the greatest movie of all time. Mm. It's more that just like the concept of it being 100% and the only thing being 100% is just like... Art in, in it and of itself. Art. Yeah. I agree. Totally. It's like that's the greatest movie of all time, you know? Yeah, the greatest showman, more like the greatest film. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you also see the news that fucking they're doing a prequel movie about the origins of Willy Wonka? I did. Starring Timothy Chalamet. Oh, I didn't know that. But I did know that the person directing it is Paddington 2 person. Yeah. <laughs> That's why everyone was like, okay, I guess it's all right then. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they did like the kombucha girl meme. Where it was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. a really wonka prequel starring Timothy Chalamet. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Directed by the Paddington 2 director. Oh. Yeah, it's really true. It's really true. I mean... Mm. I mean, I'm not a 
opposed to a Willy Wonka prequel, I, I guess. I just found out that Cruella's not actually the villain in Cruella. Oh, and I'm like, well, why didn't they you ruin everything? <laughs> <laughs> Did it wasn't didn't it turn out or something as well? Okay, potentially major spoiler. I don't really know at what point in the movie you learn this. Yeah. But doesn't it turn out that the reason why Cruella hates Dalmatians so much is because Dalmatians killed her mom? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it's really funny. Rip to Corella's mom, but I'm different. <laughs> I don't really know how that happened. That was just like a throwaway line. That's I so fucking on stupid. It's so stupid. I don't. Again, I don't know. Like the only did other they thing I heard about. Her? Like yeah. What? I, wow. Dal- they Dalmatian, more like damnation. <laughs> <laughs> um. The other, the only other thing I heard about the movie is that her coat isn't actually made out of dog. There's like a, um. They do some creative thing so that it's not actually dogs, but it looks like dogs, so that we don't sympathize with the person who murders dogs. So they really didn't commit to her being the villain. Wait, what do you mean? It's like, like faux fur or something. In the in the in movie, the film, they yeah, tell yeah. you it's faux fur. Or, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, that's weird. And also the one scene in the trailer where she lights her dress on fire and there's another dress underneath. I'm like, Catching Fire did it ages ago. It's really true. And they did it better in they, the words of RuPaul. Probably they did. But it We've was seen that before. <laughs> and it was done better. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> wow. And the other week when that person was like, yeah, I looked like trash. And RuPaul was like, yeah, you did. It, it was right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was a lot. Anyway, my impression of RuPaul sounds like a valley girl, and that's that on that. I mean, is RuPaul a valley girl? Yes. Not no. <laughs> okay, shut up. I have to okay. ask these questions. You have to come up with a scenario for why oh. I can only keep one thing. Well, I didn't know that. I thought it was just going to be the well, same Well, come on, you're scenario. a writer. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Mm. There's mm. plague. Wow. <laughs> and... No, okay, yes, there's a plague, but it's a degenerative brain disease. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> and it makes you forget things. Wow. Everything. Wow. And you only remember mm. the thing. The one thing that, that impacted you. Exactly. Wig. Yeah. Wow. wow. Just off the top of my head. That's it's very really similar dark. to yours. But <laughs> I was like, aliens killed five billion people. And you were like, <laughs> we're even all going to get sick. Yeah. <laughs> You were like COVID 2.0. <laughs> Sorry, too soon. Okay. Or is it? Or is it? <laughs> we're committing to that plot anyway. I okay. can't, can't, I can't come up with something else. That's fine. I like it. <laughs> everyone in the, everyone comment or, or yeah. whatever and message us and say, if you prefer the alien plotline or the plague plotline. Oh, Does I... the plague plotline hit too close to home? I hear they're releasing some new UFO footage this week. Maybe that's too close to home. <gasps> Ooh. New UFO drama, drama, or uh, even potentially suggest your own scenarios in which mm. you could only remember the thing. That only if it's free, though. We don't want to pay for the idea. Yeah, that's true. And that's that. On we that. don't want any paywalls. <laughs> yeah, no gatekeeping. Okay. Okay. Yes, Maddie. It's such a it's such a wonderful opportunity to be here, being interviewed <laughs> by you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. What? Wait. TV show first. TV name and TV show that you want to remember mm. that you would remember because mm. it's the one that impacted, impacted you the most. Yep, wow. go. Wait, I did not expect this question. That's such a great question. <laughs> I just 
you know, for a second. every other interview that every other interviewer that's interviewed me today, they've all like asked the same today. questions. <laughs> like, are you dating Henry Cavill? Are you dating Chris Evans? <laughs> it's really refreshing to have some some new questions. Who are you in this scenario? Are you Tessa Thompson or are you Nicholas? I'm Nicholas the icon. <laughs> okay, right. That's all on that. Love that. Yeah. Go. Anyway, what I feel you, like you already how- know the answer to that, and my answer is Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh, okay. That does make sense. I I didn't know the answer to that, but oh. that, that does make sense. Interesting. Yeah. Hecky. Go from the top. When did you first watch it? Okay. Well, I think I really when it was airing. Really? In like 2005. I would have been like seven when it started. Hecky. Like, so did you watch from the beginning? Yeah. Why? Not, I probably, when season one was almost finished and then I caught all the episodes. But anyway. Um... And the thing is, I had to buy the DVDs of it. Iconic. Because they released the DVDs, like, each season in five yeah. volumes. Yeah. Um, and we didn't get pay TV until season three was coming out. Yeah. Wow. I remember the days of having to buy a season. Yeah, I used to buy them from, easy, uh, from Video Easy. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Stop. Um, and this was, yeah, I don't know. This was the show that, like, really introduced me to... um. I guess like fantasy, complex storytelling. Yeah. Yes. Uh, serialized storytelling. Yeah. No, for sure. Being invested in characters, uh, character arcs. Yeah. The yeah. story of Zuko had me shook when I was a kid. That is totally fair. But and like yeah, I don't know. Even like, mm, I all of it. It had cool mythology, cool magic, cool world building. It was it was better than Game of Thrones. <laughs> You're right, and you should say it. <laughs> I saw this um, TikTok the other day, oh and the person all it was was this person being like, "If you, as a child, watched Avatar the uh, Avatar the Airbender in its entirety more than two times." You're definitely queer now, and I was and like, true. Nicholas." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally, it's the show I've watched the most out of everything. Yeah, um, complete tea. That is, I feel like, a really, really good choice. It is. It's yeah, and it makes <laughs> sense. I think I don't I'm know. confident in this answer. <laughs> I love it. And I like, would buzz that in. <laughs> Zuko was like one of my first crushes. So is Katara. <gasps> Stan Katara. What a queen. And honestly, at the time, I shipped Ang and Katara, and when they kissed, like if they ended up together in the you finale, I was like, yes. Child. Before I knew what Endgame was, I was like, there, Endgame. Watching yeah. it again, obviously, it's Zutara. Zuko and obviously. Katara. And but we did watch it recently, so your brain is fresh. Yeah, galaxy brain. <laughs> um, Yeah, but no, the moment where Zuko cuts his hair mm. in, um, like, uh, symbolizing his him disconnecting from the Fire Nation in yeah. a way, I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's the deepest shit I'd ever done seen. <laughs> Honestly, and then obviously should have been studied once the hair grew school. out i was like hot yeah there's no deeper meaning to that that's just hot sexy yeah <laughs> that episode of the office where pam holds up the sign hot yeah <laughs> that one basically yeah, yeah. that's um yeah. so yeah i was on the last airbender for sure i also love the legend of cora um mm. it takes a bit to get into season one but then it really really picks up it's very adult I will just have to believe you. I haven't you will. seen it. Um, yeah, so 
Definitely that. I'd say it introduced me to a lot of things. I remember watching the four-part finale. They aired it as wild. one block in Australia yeah. on Nickelodeon. And I remember, uh, like, forcing my entire family mm-hmm. to leave the living room so I could have silence. Honestly iconic. Yeah. I love that for you. And then in, like, the breaks, it was, like, advertising iCarly season two. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Mm. My goodness. I feel like season three... See, I think I've seen the pilot episode of Avatar probably like 25 times. Just it's always because on it's TV. always on TV. I didn't even know at all what happened in season two, let alone season three. It's mm. never aired. Yeah. In my opinion. Didn't really have pay TV. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wig. That's cool. I like that answer. Good. And I feel like you're correct. How do you think it impacted you though? Do you feel like it like... I just said it introduced me to all this stuff. Yeah. And that's when it clicked. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be obsessed with for the rest of my life with things in this. That's fair. So you didn't it's say fucking, that second bit It's last high fantasy time. before high fantasy. It's true. It's like baby's first high fantasy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> also, the amount of times I went in the pool pretending I could waterbend. Oh my God. Me, when I used to watch H2O at H2O Also that. Yeah. Iconic sure. show. Iconic that's show. That's definitely in my top five childhood uh, shows. I, honestly, I would probably agree. <laughs> That shit slapped. Okay. Next is song slash music video slash album. Which, yeah, I think we changed it to album slash music video slash song. Okay, well, this one's tough because do I have albums I stand? Absolutely. Chromatica. (laughs) Yeah, obviously. But, like, (laughs) this choice, I'm going to have to forfeit album. And I'm going to have to say the one song that I would keep and that impacted me the most was Bleeding Love by Leanna Lewis. (laughs) And it's accompanying yes. music video. Oh my video. god, you've thought about this so much and I love all I of have. your answers. Because my, oh my god, the Bleeding Love music video. Yeah. International version. Mm. Not the not the American version. The American version's boring. Okay. But the international version of Leanna Lewis' Bleeding Love music video yeah. is like drama. <laughs> it is drama. You saw, you made me watch this recently yeah. as well. It came out like, like I think 2006 or whatever. Yeah. But I remember having the So Fresh um cds that came with the dvds with the accompanying music videos and i remember just skipping to that every time um watching it on a little portable dvd player and it was everything and i like there's there's drop there's like death and betrayal and attempted suicide and everything it's like drama and uh it's an ensemble cast (laughs) and it's really it impacted me mostly i would say because one, the song is one of the best songs of all time. Accurate. It's an absolute banger in the saddest way possible. It's so true. That, like, really long note that she holds yeah. right towards the end. Yeah. Wow. Do it. Pretending to do that as a kid. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, But no, the music video specifically, it was, like, one of the first times that I saw something on screen and was like, I want to do that. I feel like I remember you saying this actually when we watched it recently. Yeah. You were like, this was like my introduction to filmography or what yeah. you call videography. Because <laughs> I was like, this is drama. This, this is, is ridiculously cool. depressing and camp. <laughs> I want to do that. <laughs> Honestly, I love that view. And that like in- definitely influenced, yeah. Do you think it like shaped the way that you tell a story yes. in your videos as well like do you think it yes. you, 100% you were like M- less so now <laughs> let's make this sad <laughs> less so now but you know in high school <laughs> yes all of the um artsy kids or creatives yeah. like us whatever 
if you write like a short story, it would be like, and then they killed themselves. <laughs> it was like really depressing shit. Yeah. All the short stories were that. All of my films were that in media class. That's iconic. Like I think I've showed you most of my you school have. things, and they're all depressing as hell. I loved them. They're all and dramatic I'm like, too. Because yeah, in my head from stuff like the Bleeding Love music video, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, it has to be depressing to be art. <laughs> Fair. You know. Fair. All the Oscar movies like are depressing. It's true. <laughs> I feel like that's really pressed on us. Pressed on us. It's like lighthearted movies with a simple plot. Yeah. That's not art. Yeah. That's just a movie or whatever. Yeah. No, I totally get where you're coming from there. But yeah, no. Wrong. Now I'm now I I know. <laughs> now I know better. Now I've seen that's Avatar. <laughs> you cry. I mean, no, that um, now I and now I know that it doesn't have to be depressing to be good. Yeah. It's true. That. You're correct, 100%. So, thank you to Leanna Lewis. For changing your life. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, this Red Bull. <laughs> Hit you hard. Okay, movie. Actually, yeah, no movie. Did you say get me hard? I can't remember. Okay, well, let's just say you did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's say we did, but don't. Let's say we, we don't didn't. Don't say it, but let's... now we said it. But now we said it, iconic. <laughs> Um, movie. What movie. do you think is the movie that impacted you? Oh, through? easy. Easy. Well, maybe not easy, easy. <sighs> Lord of the Rings. No, I didn't watch that until I was older because oh. it scared me. Because um, I walked past what my parents were watching when I was a kid and it was the um, giant spider scene. Oh. Ooh, Honestly, me, me with the first Harry Potter movie. It came Second. on TV. No, the first. In the woods? In the Forbidden Forest? No, the chess game at the end. The chess game? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Don't watch Queen's Gambit then. It really scared me as a child. No, because it was so violent and things were exploding. And I was like, ah, I'm scared. That's why I never watched or read Harry Wait. Potter until I was like, I, I stand my by teens. the fact that the first two Harry Potter movies are the scariest. Fair. Because the first one has the Forbidden Forest scene. It does. That's terrifying. And Quirrell's reveal. reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second one obviously has the spider and the basilisk. Yeah, that's a lot with the writing and the, and blood, the blood on yeah. the walls. Yeah, they're both fucking scary as hell. They are scary. They took me like thirty watches to actually finish in full. Fair, and that's Fair. the tea. the tea. Okay, anyway, the movie. The movie. <laughs> this is a tough one because obviously there were movies that influenced me when I was young, mm. but this is just like my favorite movie, and it's my uh, my definition of a perfect film. Okay, and that is. Okay. Are you ready? No. Oh my god. Mm. The Hunger Games Catching Fire. Interesting choice. It's like my favorite movie of all time. Wild, really? I think... I mean, I don't disagree, to be honest, but wild. I think it's got everything. Yeah. I think it's one of the best book-to-film adaptations of all time. Not only does it translate well, it is accurate as hell. I think I'm accidentally buying something on your phone. <laughs> yeah, you just double press the side. Oh. Um, yeah, it's like one of the best adaptations. It's a banging movie by itself. I think it had a really tough job to balance the um, drastic tonal shift like one third of the way halfway yeah. through. Yeah. And I think it did it well. It did. I think visually it's stunning. I think it's yeah, got the pre- if you want the pretentious aspect, it's done on film instead of digital. <laughs> You know, it's a something for everyone. The acting, Josh Hutchison in that movie, yeah. erect. Me. <laughs> you know? No, I actually totally agree. I think that, that was the best movie in the series, obviously. Mm. And I think that it was the best. I think it's one of the best 
YA genre movies. Mm-hmm. I low-key thought that with book was the worst, but it was the best movie for sure. Wig. Yeah. It was really, no, it was really good. I, I totally love agree. it. I still love it. We should watch that soon. Okay. The scene um after the night with the monkeys and shit, when they're in the water and Peter gives Katniss the pearl. Aww. Like just the filming and everything. Yeah, it was gorgeous. everything. And also I would say that during that, I was so obsessed with the series that when they were filming, I was yeah. like fawning over every little uh, set photo or yeah, anything. Fair. And I was like, I don't, because in my head, even then I was like, how are they going to film this when I was reading it? Yeah. To do movies at whenever they do movies. How are they going to film this? The the island. Yeah. The clock thing. Yeah. Everything. And they just like did it. They did do it. And they, they did it they, so well. They did it so well. So Francis Lawrence. Thanks. <laughs> he also directed um, I Am Legend, which is one of my favorite movies. Interesting. Interesting. Do you think, again, do you think that that impacted the way you tell a story? Like, or like how you put things on screen? I don't really know. Fair. It's kind of just my number one movie and it's like. That's fair. It's like the one if you like. If it was it's the, the one aspirational movie. one. It's yeah. Like, okay. What could you possibly do better? That's really fair. You know. Particularly when it comes to book adaptions. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But uh, yeah, no, if it was one that like influenced how I do things and shit mm. and all that how i how i look it'd be i don't really know that's fair it'd be something like easy a or fair easy a or pitch perfect or something that's fair. lame but but hilarious yeah the two movies i've watched the most in my life are pitch perfect and um the perks of being a wallflower oh mm. that makes sense i've only ever seen that like once or twice go off but i feel like it was very mm. it was a certain crowd I really liked it. <laughs> it was so, it was just depressing. Yeah. But um yeah, definitely Catching Fire is probably my pick for that. It's the one that you is it one that you would like would you watch it on repeat? Yeah. Or yeah, fair, same. Totally. <laughs> I think everything about it slaps. I think it actually um confronted stuff like Hamish's Hamitch's um alcoholism and ptsd yeah. and stuff yeah even if briefly like at least they did something yeah um i think it also yeah. really handled the complexity of katniss and peter's relationship very yeah. well i mean i know that they had a really good source material because the way that Sh- suzanne wrote their relationship was very mm. realistic but like that dichotomy between katniss being like no i do things on my own and i'm an, uh, my own person and also like her realization throughout that she actually really loves Peter. And, yeah. Yeah. It was really nice. Yeah. I also <sighs> love oh, Finnick. Chilies. <laughs> Finnick is one of my favorite characters. That's I think the... ever. Oh, go off. Yeah. That, Finnick's one of the one things I didn't fully get hooked on in the books or the movies. That's fair. I, I like him as a character, but like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know where this ever happened, but I feel like I've just come to instinctually understand. Cause you know how like in the first well, when we're kind of introduced to him, um, it, we're kind of seeing him as like, um, he just like sleeps with a lot of like yeah, capital yeah. socialites and stuff. But I feel like at some point they actually imply or reference the fact that he was like forced into yeah. like prostitution and stuff. And yeah. I feel like that is just like. Next level. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like that was such a 
it wasn't necessary, so but dark. it adds. Yeah, yeah. It, it adds to the world in this really like yeah very deep way. Yeah, because I f- it just like adds um it adds a lot of layers. I feel like it's one yeah. of those things where it's like it's not oh it's not just that he has to sleep with people. It's like he's forced into it. Um, yeah, like even when and it, yeah, and he has to pretend he's this solo player but he's actually in love with yeah what's her face exactly yeah. and it's like even when they win obviously that that they're not free then yeah. they're always playing the game all that yeah. type of stuff so yeah anyway tea i totally just hijacked your <laughs> no you did we did this lot. it's like a discussion um and also like even the the scenes like when they're doing the um pre hunger games interviews yeah on a stage and joanna swears and like before that oh no sorry after the parade when joanna strips off in the elevator yeah that's all this stuff i was like how are they gonna do this yeah and then they did it (laughs) they just did it yeah so i'd say yeah it influences me because it's like my idea of a perfect film no i totally agree it's very good yeah it's like it's really well balanced it's got that comedy but also Mm. the actual like real seriousness of the situation yeah for sure tea i'm with you okay book tell me when we need to pause but yes uh i don't think yeah i think it's fine okay well my book slash book series yeah um i was thinking about this one okay a lot actually yeah because it could have been like a harry potter or anything yeah. like that and honestly i was considering percy jackson too because that shit slaps it does but i've decided on the Del Toro Quest series. Okay, I've never read these. <laughs> yeah. You should read the them dragon now. One? Is there a dragon? Technically, yeah. Okay, right. But yeah. then I'll like a uh, big part of it. Oh, I might be thinking of something else then. Okay, go. Because it's like seven pretty small books, but eventually they got combined into one big book. Oh, okay. Not only that, but it's... The first series is seven books. Mm-hmm. And then there's a sequel series. Okay. With three and another one with three. Okay. Or four and three. Whatever. But these books fucking slap. <laughs> they are everything. <laughs> I read these when I was probably in about grade three or four for the first time. Okay. Wow. That's pretty young. Yeah. So like eight, nine, ten. Mm. Um, but I would read them again now easily. Um, <sighs> What's it about? It's kind of like a Game of Thronesy type world. Okay. So it's a high fantasy. And you do love your high fantasy. Apparently. <laughs> um, I mean, same. But no, it kind of just, fo- it focuses on three characters mm-hmm. for the whole thing. Um, and it has like everything. Mm-hmm. It's got the romance and the drama and the action and the mystery and the adventure. Do they like go on a quest? Like, what's So yeah, the-, the idea is that... Um, to be able to unite the seven uh, things in Del Toro. Okay. There's this belt that the king's meant to wear that has seven gems in it. Okay. And infinity stones. What? Yeah. No. Kind of. Um. <laughs> and yeah, the king. If the king wears them, all kind of thing. Mm. It's meant to do all that. Um. But they actually don't know who the one true king is. He's dead. Um. That's kind of cool. There's drama. The characters are really good. Leaf is the main character. Yeah. Um. And basically, the seven books are literally... Or maybe it's six. Seven. <laughs> um, and the uh, each book is basically loosely, not quite exactly, but they have to find one gem per book. Oh, okay. And That's it's like, cool. 
I like that pacing. In easy terms, it's like there's one big boss battle. So like to get the gem, they have to do something. Yeah. Grandor. Grandos. Grandor. Yeah. Um, and it's just really fucking great. Like really fucking great. Honestly, and honestly, really I before I knew what it was, I was shipping Leaf and um, oh, I can't remember the main chick's name. But anyway, um, yeah, there's, so there's the two younger mm. male and girl characters. Um, and then there's like the older, uh, like ruffian, uh, dad figure who's also like a guardian, but well, not dad figure, but like guardian and also like kind of a criminal and he's going to betray okay. them. All this fun stuff. Cool. Um, I'm digging that vibe. Yeah. And there's plot twists and everything. Love that. It honestly slaps. That sounds like it slaps. Did they ever make it into a book or, I'm sorry, a movie or show? No, or but I think my goal in life is to make a movie or a show out of them. God, please do it. The it's combination by, it's, of Catching Fire and Bleeding Love. Perfect. Key. <laughs> the, um, it would honestly make a fantastic fucking TV show. Yeah. It's by the Australian author um, oh. Emily Rudder. I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. and They were really quite <clears throat> popular, weren't they? Like, I feel like yeah, they were like they were bestsellers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, honestly, my life goal is to make a series or something about do it. The Del, Del Toro You should books. just do it. Just start it, put it on YouTube. And get sued? Exactly. <laughs> or if you make it so good, she'll be like, wow, should he make the TV show? Yes. Um, no, the only <laughs> adaptation that's ever been is a Japanese anime that okay. adapted it pretty, pretty closely to the books, but like, um... It also was goofy and stuff, so it wasn't, like, as serious as I would have liked. Oh. But, like... That's a bummer. It was still... It was honestly still a good anime. But, um... Actually, that's probably the only anime I've actually ever finished. (laughs) I just want to point out, though, that you finishing things is not... Like, you not finishing things Yeah, but this is when I was a kid that I watched it, so, like... (laughs) Again, I had to buy it in, like, five volumes, the DVDs. Iconic. But no. Um, yeah, my book series is definitely Del Toro Quest. Okay. Inspired my love for fandom and stuff, I guess, too. Yeah. Have you ever Although engaged I've... with the fandom online? There's not really much of a Del Toro Quest. I'm not surprised. Now. Like, yeah. Back then, I'd maybe. But I wasn't on the internet then. No. But, um, yeah. I don't know. We stand. That makes sense. There's everything. Definitely the vibe I'm getting is dystopian. Well, not just a fantasy. Not necessarily dystopian. That's like your thing. <laughs> That's what everything is so far. And I love that view, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Cultural moment. I couldn't really answer this question. So I'm very intrigued to see what your answer is. Although our food is going to be here very shortly. So if you think you can... Tell it in two minutes or less. Oh, I can. <laughs> okay. Mine is probably... It's probably uh, Lady Gaga's 2010 or 11 VMA performance. Of, okay. Um, she did paparazzi at the VMAs. Iconic. But it is the best performance of all time of anything ever. <laughs> and that's that on that. I will not take constructive criticism. I haven't seen it, so. <laughs> um, oh, it's fucking everything. It tells a story. It does. All Drama. That. Basically, she's singing about paparazzi in front of, like, on MTV in front of all of the media. That's hilarious. And the song's literally about how paparazzi is going to kill you. Like, 
that kind of thing. And in the middle of the song, the performance, she starts to bleed from the middle of her chest. She's wearing a white, tight, a skin tight white, like, um, lacy type thing. And she starts to bleed right when she says specific words. And it's like slowly leaching out. That's iconic. But you hear the audience stop. <laughs> and they like gasp and they're like, oh my God, something's happened. And it's I think like, she's actually dying. Yeah. And it's like, no, this is a part of the performance. But you can hear people like, <gasps> it's everything. <laughs> I definitely feel like Gaga of that time was living for that type of drama. I think yeah. Foods here. Okay. Well, we'll have a quick pause. I mean, honestly, I feel like, yeah, as I said, Gaga of that time period. Just Sorry an for my squeaking chair. Absolute icon. Yeah. I mean, not that she's not now, but like back then it was like... Concept after concept. It really, really was. And everyone was always continuously shook and like, oh my God. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's the team. Yeah. That's my cultural moment because... One, I remember wow. it so vividly. Yeah. Two, it fucking holds up. Yeah. I watch it like once a week. Iconic. Um, And three, the drama. Yeah. And also like... The audacity. Truly. In front of the people she's literally talking about to be so bold. It's so true. I get, and I, again, feel like it's telling a story. Yeah. And that's totally. iconic of her. Also a banger of a song. Truth. That album is a banger. Not that I've listened to all of the songs. The Fame and the Fame Monster. Yeah. Yeah. Born This Way is probably my favorite album of all time. That's fair. But obviously, Leanna Lois is Bleeding Love. That's the one that impacted me the most. <laughs> That's not on that, you know. Love that. Okay, yep. that's all of the questions, right? That is all of the questions. Yeah, amazing. Unless we wanted extra credit. No. <laughs> Do you have any questions about my answers? Um. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you feel like any of them made you? Like, do you feel like any of them played into your realization of your sexuality or anything like that? Or, uh, yeah, have you been listening? All of your answers. You, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, all of the answers obviously are very. <laughs> That's like fantasy drama yeah. extraness. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of people in general are quite into fantasy. Well, yeah, but fantasy's camp. I don't. Fantasy is inherently camp. It doesn't matter what it is. I mean, Game of Thrones I, is camp. I guess, but I also feel like... They're fucking riding like, CGI dragons. That's camp. Sure, but I feel like the biggest audience, and particularly I think what they were aiming for, was straight white men. And they forgot that every other type of person existed, you know? Well, sure. But... <laughs> I feel like you traditionally look at, fantasy is You, you look at, at Avatar, that. and you look at Del Toro Quest, and you look at, like, even... I mean, less so the Hunger Games, but the Hunger Games is about, like, repressing feelings. Yeah. No, it's definitely... They're, they're all definitely very so progressive. The, that's yeah, that. But, no, the um fantasy and, like, Avatar and stuff, it's, like... I don't know. The easiest way to compare it is, like, the X-Men series being a thinly veiled uh, metaphor for yeah. queerness. Fair. Fair. That's and, like, fair. The, yeah. Yeah. It's, like... One, you can escape to this fantasy world. Yeah. Two, they can do the most ridiculous shit and it's accepted. <laughs> and three, yeah, I don't know. Fair. Three, they have no societal norms. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, all of it. That makes sense. And also just, what's cuter than a fantasy boy? Nothing. 
particularly when they're kind of bad. Morally grey. <laughs> All right. That's the tea. Good discussion. Good discussion. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you, Nicholas, the man. The man. I know you're very busy getting interviewed by other Everyone. famous people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually the star of the Friends reunion. Wow. I haven't watched that yet. Was it any good? I'm not watching it. Oh. It's just interviews and That's scene reenact. Like, That's a bit weird. <laughs> Mum and dad watched it, though, when they, they watched it the other day, and they afterwards were like, it was actually kind of interesting. I was like... Okay. I mean, I'll take your word for it then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can bother. Fair. Like, there's nothing new in it. Everything oh. that's in it, in it, people already know. Oh, you well, know? I'm out then. My point. I don't know. I was high-key expecting them at the end of the reunion to be like, oh, by the way, we're doing a limited series reboot. Like, ten episodes. That is definitely, when they when they first announced the reunion, that's definitely what I thought they meant that's what most people thought that's why there's like middle-aged women texting their children being like um this is not what i thought it was (laughs) iconic yeah (laughs) yeah that's definitely what i would have anticipated but whatever whatever yeah all right well do you have a what the fuck of the week um i can <laughs> my what the fuck of the week is hmm. wait <laughs> give me one second okay my what the fuck of the week is okay people <laughs> with bravo tv specifically okay yeah. okay my uh, problem with them mm-hmm. is that in recent years, like mm-hmm. the past literally like 18 months, mm-hmm. they have decided that they want all of the Housewives franchises to be more diverse. We love right. that. Iconic. Good. We love it. Um, however, the issue with it is that they're dumping like one POC per God. cast. They're just dumping them in with no... Uh, support oh dear or anything Oof. uh into this group of conservative maybe possibly centrist Oof. white middle-aged women Oof. and all of them and of course the audience Oof. for bravo of course a ton of it is young women and gays yeah but a big part is also middle-aged redneck like yeah middle americans mm-hmm. so these women like specifically like tiffany moon from the real housewives of dallas yeah and all this they're being like racially targeted by these horrendous humans on social media oh dear and bravo's only just now months later put out a statement saying we support our poc cast members and that's all they've done and it's like i feel like you can do better you can actually uh give the women of the cast a talking to for sure well, if they're really serious about mm. having people of color on their show, mm. then really it would make sense for them to actually say to their white cast, mm. be like, if you continue to do this, mm. you're not going to be on the fucking show. Yeah. You know, like that's, yeah. if they're, if they, if that's, if they actually do want diversity and they want their, um, the POC people on there, then yeah, they totally. can do it. Commit to yeah. that. And it's interesting because, like, yeah, Tiffany Moon and Dallas 
the woman who on the cast who was bullying her and being racist, I think, is actually going to be fired because mm. of the backlash. Um, but then there's like uh, Ebony on The Real Housewives of New York. She, it's only four episodes in, and she's brand new. But um, specifically, the Roni cast is like three of the five women are like in their sixties, fifties, and sixties, and it's like. Ramona Singer is literally a hardcore Trumpy who at the beginning of COVID was holding Trump rallies in her Hamptons mansions getting COVID. Super spreader events, yeah. She got called out, don't worry. Um, But it's just like thrown into the middle of them with no warning. That's really rough. The women. Ramona Singer is an actual human scum. I fucking hate her. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and like in Beverly Hills, Garcelle did all of last season was great but um you could tell she was holding back and then this season she just had a moment with kyle mm. who you know oh um, yeah well one i'm glad that garcelle actually decided to come back because i would not have blamed her if she didn't want to um but she had a conversation with kyle and she was like you know some stuff you said in the reunion whatever that was fucked up and like i don't know how to react because as a black woman there are all these stereotypes about the angry black woman and stuff. Yeah. And I spent my whole life repressing these emotions. Yeah. So that white people don't get. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Triggered. <laughs> yeah. And Kyle was like, wow, that's, I I see that. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Yeah. Nice. Love yeah. that growth. It was like the most wholesome conversation. Wow. And I'm like, this is the kind of conversations they need to have. Yeah. With all of the cast across all the oh, shows. Sure. To just listen. Yeah, no, definitely. And I was honestly super impressed with both Kyle and Garcelle. That was a really wholesome conversation. But anyway, later in the episode, um, Crystal is a new cast member. She's Asian. And Sutton did racist. So, like... Disappointing. The beginning of the episode was wholesome and the end was, like, back to normal. Mm, You know? Rough. Anyway. Also, thanks to Binge for accidentally releasing the latest episode a day early. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, What's your other fuck of the week? Mine is actually a public apology oh. to Nicholas. Me? It's just, okay, it's actually an apology to Nicholas, but it's going to be made publicly. Okay. And that is that as the viewers are aware, and because it was our elephant, we're in a different recording location today. Yeah. And then Nicholas arrived. <laughs> And like 10 minutes later, my family got home and we roped him into moving a whole ass bath with us. You're so dramatic. I told you I didn't care. And then after that, we were sitting down to get ready to record and then someone came and then I went out and talked to them for like 15 minutes and Nicholas was left here. Just I was abandoned. So. And no, I already said I don't care. So you need an actual what the fuck of the week. That's no, that is my, the what the fuck of my what the fuck of the week is. Why is it so chaotic here all of the time? <laughs> and I'm sorry that you got put into that, Nicholas. <laughs> That's a cop out. That's my what the fuck. That's, That's not even is. culture. That's no, it's my culture. <laughs> Ugh. F you. F you. Yeah, that's where we're at. You're a poo poo hole. You're welcome. Could have at least been like TikTok for being so addicting. Yeah, well, that's obvious. <laughs> okay, whatever. Where can people follow you? Cop out face. Um, yeah, if you'd like to follow the cop out, it is Lady Alice One Hundred One um, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Nicholas, uh, well, if Colin. you want to follow the pod, 
is WTFIH podcast on Instagram and Twitter, and WTF is happening the podcast on YouTube. Beautiful. Uh, links are all in the description for all of these. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to follow me on Twitter or TikTok, it is NIC underscore sushi. Wow. I feel so stupid saying if you want to follow me on TikTok. <laughs> it's like that, you know, the meme. It's like, how do you do, fellow teens? No. Oh. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm an intruder. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? Because we're actually... We're like 23. Still very young. Yeah. <laughs> we are literally Gen Z. Well, are we? Yeah. I feel like we... I think we need our own micro generation. We are. I always say this. If you're born between 19... 19- 98 and 2000, 2000 really, that's that three years. Yeah. Um, you're in a weird limbo zone between Gen Z and millennial and you remember all of the 90s kids stuff, but yeah. you also remember all of the 2000s. Like you grew up yeah. in that transitional yeah. period. I don't know. We're weird. We're I in agree. a weird place. Yeah, it's true. But technically, Gen Z started in 1995. Wild. I don't feel Gen Z. No. And I also don't feel millennial. I would say I, I feel, feel more like, millennial. I was yeah, I was gonna say I, I I'd say I feel more millennial than yeah. Gen Z, but Gen Z is a weird. Yeah. Well. Just in their well, general, they're so mean. <laughs> no, they're not that mean. <laughs> I don't want to get bullied by the the, the exactly. The See. I also don't want to get bullied by millennials because the old the well, boomers millennials bully millennials sad enough. To bully anybody. You know? That's true. <laughs> Okay, anyway. Anyway. Bye. Bye. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.